Welcome back to WTF. Today we are talking about a spiritual awakening. This is a big topic, but it's very fitting for the times that we are in collectively, as we're having a rise in consciousness. A spiritual awakening is a shift in perspective, from feeling alone in the world, to a knowing that you are never really alone, and that we are all actually very connected to one another. Thank you for joining us as we discuss this big and beautiful topic. Please share this podcast with your loved ones, tag us on social media, and help us as we grow a beautiful community of light warriors. Hey everyone! Welcome back! So glad to have you here. Uh, We're just so incredibly grateful for you and we're really looking forward to having this chat with each other and bringing you into this conversation. And so uh, we've got a cup of tea. Uh, If you want to grab a cup of tea and join us, we'd love that. We're going to talk all about what the hell is a spiritual awakening, Tara? Can you say hell with spiritual awakening? That seems like a full pot. Oh, yeah, that's a a definite fuckeroonie. Well, you know what I mean is, I guess, what is a spiritual awakening all about? Has it, is it something that you can relate to? Is it something that's happened to you? And then, you know, helping our listeners to understand if they've had a spiritual awakening. And I guess the biggest thing I'd love for people not to feel is crazy. Like, yeah, because it can be a bumpy, weird, interesting, new, like, it can be messy. It can be very messy. I think messy. that's why you're using the big words with that. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely can be messy and, and challenging at times because we don't always understand what's going on within us. And it just feels, it can sometimes honestly feel like you're a little bit lost. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. So what is a spiritual awakening, you ask? <laughs> yeah, please tell me. <laughs> well, you know exactly what this is. So a spiritual awakening is a shift within your own consciousness as you begin to see the world differently than you did before. And okay. so it can it's not necessarily a big thunderbolt and lightning awakening or like just all of a sudden this booming voice of God telling you to <laughs> pay attention or wake up. It sometimes can be more subtle than that and can happen over a period of time. But essentially, it is a process that allows yourself to no longer feel separate, but more as a part of the whole cosmos, like yeah. a whole a part of the universe. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Instead of running around, living our life, thinking that we are doing it all by ourselves, to knowing that we are part of this oneness of, yeah, that we are all interconnected. That's exactly what it's about. Yeah, that interconnectedness. And it's like, it can be sometimes a wake-up call to make changes in your life because it can be, when you have a spiritual awakening, it can be like, oh, these things that I used to do or this thing that I used to put up with or it just doesn't sit right with me anymore and I want to now live my life like this. Moving forward, I'm going to take steps in this direction because it just feels better to me. Yeah, like a course correction sometimes. Yeah, it's like a recalibration almost. Change your path. 
<laughs> totally. You know, a spiritual awakening is a term that can be used by many people to describe lots of different things. But here are some of the experiences that are known to be a part of what a spiritual awakening is. So let's just keep track of some of those things and then you tell me how it's gone for you. Okay. We'll talk about how it's gone for us um, on our path. So a spiritual awakening can involve a profound sense of love for everyone and everything, which I think we talk about a lot all the time because we both feel very connected to, like, to nature. Like talking, caring for our earth. And caring for our earth. Each it's, other. Totally. Less of a sense of individuality and a bigger feeling of oneness just with all of life. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I find that with like those serendipitous moments that we have. Like then you're like, mm. oh, like... It's, it happens for a reason, or I keep bumping into this person, or I see the same numbers, or oh, right. it's almost like synchronicities. That is a really fantastic way to look at this, because there is always reasons behind. So the text message you sent me this morning was 511, for example. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was no mistake that that's when you saw that time on the clock. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, an increased sense of intuition. So those gut instincts may be working a little bit better. Definitely have that one tick. Um, a deepening and an understanding about reality and spiritual truths. This is kind of a big concept. Yeah, kind of went over my head there. Okay, so the way that I would relate to this one is that sometimes when you look out into the world and the big dramatic things that are happening, do you sometimes think that people are just playing a part and they're so wrapped up in the part that they're playing that they've maybe forgotten a little bit about themselves or where they are and where they're actually going yes does that make sense yeah and so it's like maybe more connected to a role than uh truth of soul yeah like we have forgotten the love yes and have been running around with the fear exactly so it's just maybe you feel that and maybe you know and understand on some level exactly we've talked about this before how there's two energies in the universe there's love and there's fear and that if we dwell on the love side that we're more in touch with the universal truth than if we dwell on a fear side right Mm -hmm. when you have a spiritual awakening you often can get to a place of experiencing uh, peace a little bit easier So that would be like, you know, the messages when you get them from spirit and it would be like messages that you get, like, you're okay. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to be all right. Take a breath. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. It's those kinds of those little whispers we hear in our head. Yeah. And so maybe it helps you to come to a place of peace faster than you would have been able to in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, Realizations about sometimes how you can you can maybe see that others are lost in the world or you can see at times in your life where you have been lost or not in line with that loving energy yeah how I would say in my younger like in my 20s you're running around you're doing you're doing you're doing you're checking off accomplishments Mm -hmm. or whatnot and then once you find a place of inner peace and greater connection to what's important and love and kindness you can almost spot when people are running around motivated by fear. And I want to expand, I think, on we talk about the two energies of love and fear. Mm-hmm. Let's dig deeper into the fear because people might think, oh, I'm not scared. But fear can show up in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And that's even the like when we're feeling like we're not good enough or we need more money or the scarcity and the competition. Like those all come from a place of fear. 
Yeah. I think expanding on that, that fear is not like, oh my goodness, I'm being chased by a bear. Not that overt fear, but fear of I'm not good enough. I need to be more or do better or have more. And you know, I'm so glad you brought this up because that's exactly what we're talking about. Because when's the last time you ran from a bear screaming? No. Right. But when's the last time that you felt like you weren't enough or that you weren't doing enough or that you were somehow lacking in some way? And that's just that feeling of anxiety. So our our physical body is saying you're being chased by a bear, but what I'm being chased by is these anxieties, these fear thoughts, these, and it can be, it can show up as anger and all fear can present itself in a lot of tricky ways. So essentially anything that is not love is fear. So that, I like that. I like, I just wanted to clarify that fear is not always, it doesn't always feel terrifying. It just is anything that doesn't feel like love. Yeah. It doesn't make you feel good. Yes. Typically it makes you feel a little bit bad about yourself or concerned or worried or anxious. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great. And then I guess the other addendum I would say about that is that when you recognize maybe where somebody is on their own spiritual path, it's not your place or nor should any of us judge where that is or want it to be different for them it is that we need to just be concerned about our own yes because then we're getting into those like codependent tendencies or judging or wanting to rescue or save we're not supposed to look outside of ourselves and fix other things it's keep your eyes on your lane and what you're doing because yeah you could look at me one day and it's like oh she's calm and grounded and radiating Mm -hmm. love and light and another day I might be frazzled and anxious and ungrounded like we're all all of it always we're a little especially as women you and I know yeah we're a little bit everything all the time yeah so it's not even like this linear path it's no it's the whole humanness but I think the spiritual awakening for me has been just more awareness yeah and then even when I am running around doing these things or feeling ungrounded you can come back to that place of peace and know that you're not alone in your humanness and that's our point of all of this I think is connecting us all That's totally our point of all of this is that uh, to me, an awakened being is uh, somebody who is growing in their awareness, who is expanding in their awareness and is curious and wanting more. Uh, And I don't believe that we have it all, that we've got it all figured out. I don't know that I ever will. I don't think we will get there. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'd never say never, but I also know like I continuously change and grow and expand and my thoughts and emotions can be different from one hour to the next and I think that's okay I think that you know one of the things that I'm learning is to be a bit more gentle on myself about that and just allowing it to be what it is yeah yeah the words compassion and acceptance come to me when we think of a spiritual awakening that it's that I can have compassion for humans with all their differences and all their right well, we were just having a conversation about this in our one of our heart-to-hearts. We were just having a conversation about people who maybe have different values than we have. And so what if somebody doesn't value freedom of choice where a woman's body is concerned or freedom of choice with who you love in this yeah. world? Justice and equality and right. all those good things. Right. And so people who don't see the world as you and I do doesn't mean that they are bad people. It no. just means that they see things differently. Yeah. And we're so all just, doing our best. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
So I think that these experiences that we're talking about can really come and go. And I think that you can have more of one one day and less of one one day and maybe even not all of them, but some of them. But there is a sustained and intelligent inner movement towards like spiritual freedom is one way that I would say you are walking a path of a spiritual awakening. Yes. Can you please say that again and let it really sink in? So uh, a spiritual awakening uh, helps you to have a sustained and intelligent inner movement towards more spiritual freedom. Yes. So I think that inwardly that you mm-hmm. are maybe allowing that you are more gentle and more compassionate and more kind and outwardly you see the ways that we're all connected rather than the ways that we are separate. And that that's so one of the things that we need in this world right now. Like there's so many examples of how we find each other different. Yeah. And we need to come together a little bit more. Yeah. And as you say, that's like the inner movement towards freedom. What that feels like to me is this unbinding within myself of the judgments or criticism of who I should be releasing that, like that I need to be a certain type of mom, a certain type of wife, a certain type of doctor and finding my truth. And that's where the freedom is, is where I can just be Tara. Exactly. That you can embrace all that that is. Yeah. And that you can just simply stand in your circle of truth. And to be okay with and that. And be okay Even with if that. other people want me to behave a certain way or different or that I can just stand in me. Yes. And have strength and sturdiness there. Yes. And then within that place, you're happy for other people to be who they are at the same time. Yes. That you can... You can not only hold the light for yourself, that you can hold the light for others, that, you know, if this is what you think is cool, good for you. I love it. And then we can really find our people and come together in relationship to be seen for our truest self. Yeah. Which is really the true intimacy. Yeah. Beautiful. I think that's awesome. And I think that's a really cool way. Like it's one, we haven't talked about this yet, but maybe we, we will one day in a future podcast is like soul family. Yeah. And yeah, so let's. like, well, yeah, it is, a, it is worth a deeper conversation. But what I'll just say is like, on your point, which is such a great one, that we can uh, come together because we see different qualities in people that we are relating to or that are vibrating with us. Like when you and I met, like there was clearly a connection that was felt there on a deeper level that we both resonated towards. Yeah. Oh, it was mutual. Yay. <laughs> I just thought I was a fangirl. <laughs> In hindsight, though, totally a soul recognition. It's a like, soul recognition. And tell Tara it, five years ago, like, you're going to be sitting across from Michelle. That we're like, going to do this podcast yeah. together? Did I know that five years ago? No, no, not a chance. And I wouldn't have believed it. I would have been just, like, giddy. Like, But it's yeah. this recognition of... Oh, you, we're going on a journey together. Yeah, totally. And here we are. here we are on a journey. Yeah, I think that's cool. Uh, So if you had to think about things that helped you feel more awake or more more woke, (laughs) (laughs) what are the things that come to mind for you that you have experienced? My biggest one is probably finding the people that have taught me the things that really resonate with me, like it's finding my tribe Mm. and then feeling like, oh, I'm not crazy. And I just keep following what feels good 
and I just keep getting more of what feels good and I keep finding these people and we have that soul recognition and Mm -hmm. then I'm like yes like I'm on that track or even these people will give me a message in my life or they'll share something that's important in their life and I'm like I'm having the same thing going on and it just feels very together very connected I love that yeah, that's a really that's a really good awareness. So for people, sure. it has been like relationships for you, it's and been finding people in yeah. relationships that's helped you to kind of expand your awareness. Yeah, yeah, learning through each other. Yeah, it's expanded your inner yeah. awareness. Yeah, that's really it's cool. a, it's allowed me to trust myself deeper. Like as other people verify, like yeah, I'm going on the same path or I have these same journeys. Then I'm starting to trust deeper my spiritual practices that I do daily and the messages that I get or Mm -hmm. the cards that I pull. Before I kind of thought that I was making it up or playing or I was doing it wrong. But as I sink deeper and deeper into that place of trust, there's magic here. There is magic. There is magic here. (laughs) So much of it. I can actually say for me that I've maybe, I can relate to times in my life where it's been more than maybe one thing that happened that made me feel more awake. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Tell us. Well, when I was, if I was to look back in my life in terms of when I was really first aware of something bigger outside of myself, other than the things that we learn as a child or maybe in church or things like that, I wasn't really picking up on things that really resonated with me until later in life. And I went to see a psychic actually uh, about my son who could not sleep to save himself, youngest son, Kyle, who's listening. Shout out to you. Oh, Um, poor mama. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he didn't, he did not sleep. He cried and cried. And I just felt so helpless as a mom just absolutely like I just didn't know what to do to help him so I went to see a psychic because <laughs> I tried you know we'd done the doctor route and all the things and it's like oh he's got colic deal with it it wasn't really helpful information incredibly so so the psychic ended up talking to me about me she's like do you know that you have these gifts and qualities do you know that you're super intuitive and and she started speaking to me in a way of things that I'd known all my life as a child because I'd always seen what I would call as orbs like angels or dead people even and I'd heard dead people speaking to me uh, and had been you know kind of like told as a child you have a really great imagination Michelle and (laughs) so I didn't believe that it was real and when I saw her it was the very first time someone had spoken to me about these things that I understood or had experienced but had never given any kind of gravity to because it was in my imagination and Mm -hmm. so I just thought I was kind of weird Yeah, you feel alone in that. I was very alone in that, for sure. Anyhow, she spoke to me about that on that level, and I just felt like on some level I was broken open. And I know that's not common for everybody, and I I honestly wouldn't wish it on you because it was very, like, a headache. I didn't feel very good. It was an intense period of time. Once I settled down and got more grounded, well, then I just started, like, being a little sponge, and I wanted to read everything or get my hands on. I wanted to hear people speak speak I just was just curious so that's kind of that's kind of what it was like for me I can say that I've gone through different things in life that have just awakened me to different understandings I can remember a time that John and I were in Mexico and we were floating down the river in a river raft with a group of people and we got to this calm part in the river where we didn't paddle and we just sat and we were floating through this jungle it was like a soul 
recognition. It was just like, oh my God, like I can't explain it, but I just felt so at one with that environment. And it just has always stuck out to me. It's just one of those amazing experiences. I've done that zip lining too. Like I've had that experience. Zip lining That's is so cool. Your arms are spread out wide and you're flying like an eagle through the air. Um, those are those are kind of spiritual aha moments for me for sure. That's amazing. It's almost like a remembering. Like that's it what it is. feels like for me sometimes like somebody will share information and I'm like you just know that it's true because in you it just like makes sense, right? You hear certain people speak and it's like, yeah, duh, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I hear Brene Brown share stuff and I'm like, totally. yeah, totally. truth, truth, right? And it just resonates as true even if it's nothing that you've thought of before or heard before. You just, yeah, yeah. soak it in. Totally. So those are uh, those are things that I've happened. I can go on about it. I I mean, the most recent kind of awareness for me was actually a couple of years ago. I was diagnosed with a a fairly rare genetic disorder, actually. And for any fellow zebras out there, I would be very surprised if there's a zebra listening because we're a very rare breed. But I have something called pheochromocytoma. When I was diagnosed with this. It actually brought me to a very kind of a low point because I was like, what am I doing wrong? You know, how did I get here? Like, why has this happened? And when I learned more about what it was, because what it is, is you're actually, it is something you're actually born with. It's a genetic predisposition. You can, you know, probably more about it in ways than I do. No, not a ton being a naturopath, but it's. Well, we're, I feel like the naturopaths listening are like, oh, cool. Cool. It's so rare. I know. Whenever, yeah. whenever somebody hears you feel, they're like, oh my God, let me yeah. get my hands on her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like. I really did kind of get to maybe a little bit of a bottom of the barrel moment. And I went to bed one night and asked Spirit, you know, what did I do wrong? And the answer that came to me that night was, you haven't done anything wrong, Michelle. You chose this. And I'm like, okay, why the fuck would I choose this of all the things to choose? Like, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. And it was like, you put it there so that you could have a parachute and I'm like I did what now (laughs) excuse you (laughs) excuse you (laughs) but it was like I am a self-proclaimed people pleaser big time Mm -hmm. and when I am extending my energy without being replenished on the inside I way overextend without being filled up on the inside and that's what I came to recognition with and I know there's that's a very simple explanation. Uh, this is not an easy or fast subject to get through, but it is. Uh, it, it was truth for me, and what I came out the other side, like when I came out of my surgery, and after having signed, you know, do not resuscitate papers, and you know all the scary things. So a feel just just really quick, what a pheochromocytoma is is an, an extra adrenal gland in your body. It's a tumor that excretes adrenaline mm-hmm. and causes all kinds of crazy and really horrific symptoms. And about three months or maybe four months before I was diagnosed, I actually wrote letters to my family uh, saying, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do with my rings, like things like that, because I thought I really did think that I was dying. So it really did take me to the brink. There's no two ways about it. Not a near death experience because I don't remember anything in my surgery other than my grandma stroking my hair, but it really brought me back down and it made me really consider 
what I no longer wanted to do and what I wanted to do moving forward. And so as soon as I came out, I started writing. I started writing my book, got a publishing contract. I started taking guitar lessons and I started doing things that made me happier. Yeah. Anyway, that's my little field journey. So that was a little bit of an awakening for me too. It's been a journey. It's been a bit of a journey for sure. But I am, as odd as it is to say, I'm very grateful for it. I'm incredibly grateful for it because the blessings you talk about, right? When they come, they can come hard too. I'm okay. And I'm okay with having the experience because I think it's brought me to a better version of myself, as crazy as that is to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've had to fiercely love yourself like you weren't before. I think I really did. Yeah. I think I really did. And I really, I I think I value that more. Like we're getting a little bit busier again now as we've got kind of a lot going on. And I had my guitar lesson today and my guitar teacher texted me in the morning and it's like, you still good to go? And I'm like, yes, Mm -hmm. yes, I am setting aside this time. This is really important to me. And it was so fun. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear you play one day. Oh, maybe one day we'll play it. We're working on it. We're Mm -hmm. working on it. Let's talk about the signs that you might be having that would say that you are going through a spiritual awakening. So if you're not sure uh, what this is for you, if you're not sure that you're going through a spiritual awakening, these are some of the things that happen as a result of being a little bit more woke. (laughs) Awesome. I was going to say, are you, if you're questioning if you're having a spiritual awakening, then you're probably having a spiritual awakening? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah if you're in doubt yeah. <laughs> you're already questioning which is good yeah. yeah yeah so like an increased sense of empathy so feeling a little bit more empathy towards all kinds of things I'm so empathetic like I can't watch animal movies like I really struggle with that there was a movie that everyone was raving about about a lost dog and I'm like nope 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 mm-hmm. can't can't do it it's like your heart is just more open yes your heart mm-hmm. is just more open yeah increased intuition So better gut instincts. Remind me what you were saying about your experience when you're like, I'm moving from experience to experience because it feels good. That's so gut instinct related. Yeah, I feel like my spiritual awakening has been like a journey of exploring myself and then just finding what resonates with me and just absorbing it. Like you say, a sponge and I just keep following what feels right and true and good to me. And as I keep going on that path, then yeah, my intuition's getting more finely tuned. I'm knowing what it, how it looks for me and how I'm knowing myself deeper and deeper, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also totally. this like deep sense of connectedness, that there's something so much greater that we have no idea about here on earth, but mm-hmm. it feels less scary. Just there's more love, less fear. Yeah. So for people that... Maybe they're like, oh, I haven't really explored spiritual awakening. I don't know what happens after we die. That's a scary place to be, too. Mm -hmm. To not know or think that there's nothing after. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely hearing spirit laugh out loud. Laughing. Yeah. But this would have been my husband. When I met him, he was just, he thought there was nothing after. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, that would be freaky to live your life being afraid of dying because you think there's nothing after. Yeah. And now he's just... Yeah, he's a believer. He, yeah. He, and he gets his own, like, he has his own beliefs and what resonates true to him, but he has something. And I think that that's the spiritual awakening is that you know there's something greater than you. 
Totally. Right? That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's actually one of the things like that is an understanding of within a spiritual awakening is that it isn't over at death. So that yeah. couldn't be more perfect. Yeah. I love that spirit's laughing at us. <laughs> <laughs> laughing with us. Yes, okay, with absolutely. us. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling drawn to spending more time in nature. So it's because that's where you really kind of reclaim yourself. It's where you can center, come back to peace. You can maybe recalibrate a little bit. But just feeling more drawn to that. We both feel that a lot. We both, I know that you and I, and you're you're really good at going barefoot. I need to take that in more. <laughs> and we've talked about this, the desire to find a community of like-minded souls. Yeah. Because it just feels really good to have other people understand when you say things like, my chakras feel out of alignment or... Uh, or I'm hearing voices. <laughs> <laughs> hearing dead people yeah exactly it just feels really good to have other people understand that yeah an aversion to negativity um so you would rather dwell in a place of positivity thank heavens yeah for that. yes <laughs> yeah i do not enjoy negative situations negative personalities like people who are constantly seeing the bad side of things it's not people I choose to spend time around yeah and I think that that feels like the more we get to know ourselves, then the more we can sense how that feels to be around this type of energy or that type of energy because before exploring ourselves we just do what we're supposed to do we go where we're supposed to go Mm -hmm. all these obligatory relationships I guess and then the more you get to know yourself the more you can discern what feels good and what doesn't that's perfect because it is being more true to you Mm -hmm. right and I think if you get to the heart of who people are it's very similar we would rather have positive conversations or loving conversations than we would have negative yeah absolutely um the feeling of life is sacred so maybe feeling more alive and feeling like more of the miracle of life the preciousness of it all yeah the Mm -hmm. magic the wonder and how it's fleeting how each day is different each day comes to you as a gift and you can i think kids really really opens that up like yeah i just put my son up against the measuring board and he's like grown an inch and a half in the last five months i'm like what he's all he's like an inch and a half off of being four feet tall That is insane. Yeah. And I'm like, seriously, I put them to bed one day and then the next day they wake up and they're bigger. It's just precious. Every day is precious. That's really cool. But I can't believe he's that tall. I know. Well, <laughs> well, he that's has Reese. Been, well, he, yes, he has a very tall dad. You're right. Yeah. Um, the view of your life kind of changes. And so what was once important begins to shift. Yes. That's been that hamster wheel for me where you're running yeah. around doing what you think you should be doing or what's expected of you. Running with fear and guilt for me. Like that's what anxiety feels like running around doing what I perceive the world expects me to do. Mm-hmm. And then coming back to the love, what's important is my people, my relationships, yeah. the the love footprint that I leave in the world. It's not so much the check, check, check on my to-do list and stuff like that. That's fantastic. Uh, an increased sense of presence. So that is like just being in the moment, which I think is a perfect lead off of what you've just said. Mm-hmm. Like, a, you know, and noticing that your kids are bigger or... Yeah. And being in your body. Yeah. I think that one, like being present yeah. to me is like feeling my body instead of spinning in my mind. I know you've noticed because I'm pretty sure you sent me a picture. We were sending pictures back and forth one night of that incredible sunset. It was about a yes. week ago, I want to say. We've had some crazy sunsets recently because we've had uh, cloud cover 
uh, and mix of blue sky. And so as the sun goes down, we've had a lot of like oranges and even purples and stuff like that. It's intense. Yeah. And so really like taking time to literally stand on the deck and go, oh my God, this is gorgeous. Yeah. Like you can't make a picture this beautiful. It's no, it's I've beautiful. lately I've been moved by because we're getting into a colder season that this like misty fog in the morning and I yeah. see how it dances across the tips of our mountains yeah. where all the sun peeks out and it's just those tiny little moments that you're like it's heaven on earth kind I know, of just right? for a moment, right? Totally is. Yeah. An increased sense of inner peace or being able to come back to a place of peace easier than you may be used to in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's one we can relate to, Tara. Increased authenticity. <laughs> so we tell it like it is. <laughs> so I'm on a podcast talking to somebody that talks to dead people and this resonates with me. <laughs> we can't not be who we are. That's one thing you can say about us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the, uh, this, is, this one's really going to resonate too. A wide range of emotions that you wear on your sleeve. So oh. having all the feels and again, you're too authentic to hide it. It's like, you're not just slapping on the smile no. and that fake no. cheese face. No, that you can be a little bit more real with where you're at. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. That matches my t-shirt that I just bought. Oh, what's that one? Tell me. Resting witch face. Oh my God, I love that one. It's so funny. (laughs) I love that t-shirt. This is my resting witch face. This is, except except I'm like grinning. I'm like, this is... (laughs) (laughs) Well, who's... Witch is not necessarily... uh, No, she's fun. Yeah, witch is fun. (laughs) Exactly. So our sensitivity really increases during a spiritual awakening. And here's some things that can tell you that your whole system is a little bit more sensitive. Sudden or changes in your food intolerances, waves of emotion, enhanced senses and sensitivity, vivid dreams, desire to make big changes in life, maybe a little bit of anxiety, can be sometimes electrical occurrences happening around you, uh, dizziness. Uh, and memories that are like cellular memories are like deja vu. Mm-hmm. Have you had any of these things happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely am more sensitive to noise. Yes. So like just yes. rooms with lots of people and lots of noise and too much going on. I just yeah. some days it's fine and I can tolerate it, and then other days I'm like, no, it's just it's like a it's raw a nerve ending. <laughs> I'm like, totally. Mama's getting the bath. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, I went through a little bit of a period of dizziness, like um, vertigo. It was almost like that, but there was nothing wrong with me. Uh, And when I learned to ground my energy uh, in more productive ways, it ended entirely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We should do a podcast on grounding. Grounding is so huge. Make sure you subscribe and you won't miss those. (laughs) Don't miss. Yeah, we'll talk about those things. Grounding is so important. So a spiritual awakening is certainly not always easy, as you said, Tara, and it can really be a bumpy path at times. But what it can lead to is you following your dreams, following your heart, and living a life even bigger and better than you could have ever have imagined. Absolutely. It's like someone gave me the key to the good girl box I was living in. Ooh, right? Yes. And now you just get I to be know. yourself. I tell my husband that all the time, that these are my teenage rebellious years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, we'll get you a support group. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I'm outside being... of my box. Yes, I love not being a good girl. I really do. 
But that's funny because we are still really good. But, but I not, know. What's my? I know. My not bad, that. Not yeah. the people pleasing, but the kindness. That's yeah. what makes us good. I guess exactly. it's the kind parts. Yeah. Exactly. Less people pleasing, though, for sure. Yeah. And so it's really because it is a bumpy road. It's really important to kind of support yourself in ways that are going to be a little bit helpful. So should we talk about some of the things that we do to be supportive of our wokeness? Yeah. <laughs> Let's give them some tools. <laughs> <laughs> well we but we need to see the thing about this is tara is that i still need the tools like i need them every single day Same. so it's not like it's a one timer and you did this thing and now you're going to be you know supporting your awakened state it's a constant ongoing thing of things that you need to do absolutely and that really resonates like our self-care episode we really talk yeah. about how it's like moving and changing and even like I'll have patients come in and it's just the reminder, like, how about a burn letter? Oh yeah, I haven't done one in a while. And right. it's almost like we just need to be reminded yeah. of our tools because sometimes we just get so busy and in our stuff that we forget our tools. So yeah, let's That's go over some totally of our tools. Totally true. So uh, meditation, you and I just had a really cool conversation about meditation before we started recording. And one of the things that I said for me, like, I'm not so great at just sitting silently and oming. Now, some people are. And if you are, I love it. Good for you. Uh, if you're more like me and you're more of a squirrel brain and you have a little bit of trouble settling down, I do better when I'm following like a guided meditation or a journey or something to that effect. Or maybe it's even listening to soft music in the background or being outside and walking in nature. That's very meditative for me. Mm-hmm. How about like for moving you? Meditation. Do you sit quietly in Om? No, and I almost feel guilty like I should be doing that more. Oh, but then I'm let's like, lose that. Uh, yeah, I know. Hey, I love doing meditations when they are guided and when we're, they're in a group. So if I do. Oh, with others. Yeah, like whenever we do any of those workshops, I love that. Um, with myself, I will do it when I'm laying in bed. So even if I'm laying, like putting my daughter down for a nap, I just connect my breath and I count my breaths. Or. Sometimes if I'm doing dishes or something, it's just more the mindfulness practices. Like I feel the water on my hands. I feel the breath. You gave me that that gift. Even the way you make a cup of tea is magical. Like you're the only one that makes a cup of tea. You're the only one that puts it in like that, stirs it like this. That there's magic in the mindfulness of these tiny moments. Yes. And it's like the mindfulness in these tiny moments are meditative. And I do it really consciously, connecting with my breath. And it's like I'm the only one that brushes my teeth just like this. So there's even some magic and, yeah, so more mindfulness. I really, really love that. I think that's so perfect. We love this one, and this is the big thing. If I was to encourage you to do one thing that would really support you, it would be to spend more time in nature. Mm -hmm. As you are sitting there with your cup of tea and chatting with us, yeah, spend more time in nature. So go outside and see the trees mm-hmm. <laughs> see the dirt and I my favorite is like in part of my walk because I typically just walk from my house and so I'll walk through my neighborhood to like walking trails or hiking trails or things like that but I have to walk away from traffic and sometimes I'll like I'll do a circle route and then come back and it takes me along part of the road that's like a little bit busier and I'll almost feel like you've disturbed my peace because <laughs> I it's so I know that I benefit and get doing so much better when I walk away from traffic mm-hmm. and noise. And it's just a little bit more like you can hear the birds and you can hear the breeze mm-hmm. or whatever. I like bringing nature into my home as well. Ooh. Yeah, because I don't get out all the time or as much as I'd like to, but I have brought in a lot more plants into my house and I even oh. diffuse tree essential oils. 
Like different really? tree scents or earthy scents. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like cedar? Yeah. Actually, a girlfriend of mine owns the company Vitruvi and they've got Grove. It's a mix of oh, you're a gonna few have to different ones. Oh, you're going to have to set me up with her. I, I need that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Bring nature in. Good one, Tara. Tune inwardly and then listen. And this is, you'll hear me say this repeatedly and I'm sorry, but it's just so hugely important. Ask your heart what it needs and listen for the response. It's hugely important. And I think that's one of the things that maybe I wasn't doing necessarily in the past. And my medical emergency kind of woke me up to that is mm-hmm. like, you know, my time and energy is precious. And I, I have, you know, this amount of time. Do I want to give it to this? Mm-hmm. Fuck no. Mm-hmm. I would really rather give it to this. Mm-hmm. So doing priorities. That. Priorities. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good way of putting it. Get to know yourself better. So maybe asking some deep questions. This kind of jumps to this really easily. Is what is really important to me? What do I really want? Uh, what makes me feel the most joy and the most ease and what is really true for me? So maybe getting to know yourself a little bit better. I love the process of building a daily spiritual practice. And I don't think that it is your daily spiritual practice has to look like ABC, mm-hmm. that it can be very wide and varied and that it can suit you and your needs. So like you said, brushing your teeth, making a cup of tea. Those are all part of your daily spiritual practice and more, whatever you want to draw in. What else do you have oh, in yours? Oh, I like those. I like yeah. those. I've never thought of them as spiritual practices, but I guess it is caring for yourself. For me, I like to sit in the morning with a cup of coffee in my spot. Yeah. And I will read just a tiny something. So whether it's A Year of Miracles by Marianne Williamson, I'll read oh, one of those. yeah. Or I'll draw a card. I like to do a card reading, something to just ground my day to start with from a place of peace, love, gratitude. Oh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. I I love that. And I really think like it's one of the things that I say all the time is that we work really hard at putting good things in our body, mostly, Mm -hmm. mostly. And a few M&Ms. There was a lot of M&Ms this (laughs) Halloween weekend, not going to lie. And I bought them on purpose because those are my fave. Anyway, we take good care, like we drink water, we do the things that we need to do, take care of our skin, whatever, but we don't always take care to put good words into our experience. And so I love that process of reading something positive in the morning. And I like to do the same as you. And I, my favorite is actually like when it's still even a bit dark out mm. is to, and now we're going into the winter that gets easier, climbing out of bed, snuggling under a blanket in my spot and making a tea and then reading something beautiful that is inspirational or that brings me joy or peace just like you said I love that oh that sounds lovely yeah so we're probably doing the same thing we are but mine feels so no mine feels so different there's no getting up in the dark I'm like (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say I do it every day I'm like hanging out in bed as long as I can until the little kidlets beg for breakfast and (laughs) then I then I drag myself to the coffee pot (laughs) Fill up my coffee and say, leave me alone for a minute. Well, I'm not so much a morning person. I love the evening. Oh, so I would agree. I'm not, I don't like a lot of noise and a lot of commotion in the morning. I like it quiet and peaceful. Yeah, I'm like, just give me five minutes. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Surrender to your own inner awakening and allow your spirit and soul to guide you rather than your ego. 
<laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So the ego telling you you should be at this place by now or this, this, you know, don't pay attention to the article saying there are stages to your spiritual awakening or that you're and not. And don't compare to don't anyone else. Yeah. No, just absolutely just be at one with your own experience and just be okay with wherever you're at because that's the one thing spirit would say is right where you are is absolutely perfect. Acceptance. Yeah. And then be okay with letting go of things. So the way I would describe this is like a (laughs) spiritual awakening is a little bit like Marie Kondo coming into your ego and helping you to clear out what you don't need anymore and just getting a little bit clearer with what you need within. Yeah. (gasps) The letting go, hey? Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of a quote from Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed. Can I share it? Love Glennon Doyle, please. Oh, this is regarding transformation through pain. You are like a snake trying to fit back into old, dead skin, or a butterfly trying to crawl back into its cocoon. You look around and see everything freshly, with the new eyes you have earned for yourself. There is no going back. Perhaps the only thing that makes grief any easier is to surrender completely to it, to resist trying to hold on to a single part of ourselves that existed before the doorbell rang. Sometimes, to live again, we have to let ourselves die completely. We have to let ourselves become completely, utterly new. When grief rings, surrender. There is nothing else to do. The delivery is utter transformation. God, I love that. It makes me me want to cry. Yeah, that is just so perfect. Amen, Glennon. Amen. Well, I think that that's so cool because, you know, sometimes a a part of a spiritual awakening can be kind of grieving uh, some of the things that were or that letting go of who we were, letting go of that and then questioning, you know, where you're supposed to be now and where you fit in. Yeah. Allowing your perceptions to shift, like it's okay to change your mind, it's okay to look at things differently, just because that's not how you felt about, you know, spaghetti a month ago. You can change your mind, it doesn't matter what it is, you can look at things differently, and being open to doing that, I think that is like the ultimate... It's so important so, to not be fixed in the ways that we think are right or good and yeah. be open to. There's so many different ways to see things. There's so many different perspectives. And just the more open you are, I think the more compassion you can have in your heart for yourself and for others. Yeah, and you can learn so much, right? Like mm-hmm. I love reading 10 different things about, you know, what we can do uh, better to be better environmentally friendly in our home or whatever. And then you take that through your own filter and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This works mm-hmm. for me. This is really important to me yeah and you can yeah put it through your own filter and do what's right for you it takes constant attention and practice to support yourself it's constantly a work in progress and it's constantly a state of expansion and growth if I think about what I thought about angels and spirit guides dead people like 10 years ago I know that my perceptions have shifted greatly over time Uh, And my understandings have changed. Maybe they've deepened. That's how I explain it. How about you? Yeah, I think that that's the same for me. And I think for our listeners, you don't need to be speaking to dead people, hearing voices, all this to be, have this spiritual awakening. This spiritual awakening on the day to day and for myself is just, we get to be more open-minded, more loving, more connected to ourself and know what we want. 
and go from a place of love there. Yeah. Right? Like like fiercely loving ourselves enough to set a boundary, discern what feels right, and go in those directions. And then having this trust that there is something greater and bigger than us. And then just be curious and watch for the signs and the synchronicities because that's where the magic happens. Totally is. Man, in 2020, I think that more people are awakening than ever before. Mm -hmm. Like people are really kind of feeling and I'm hearing it in client sessions and people that I speak to is that they are feeling a little bit more woke. Yeah, well, I think that all of the stress that it's brought, if the path that people are on is not the best one for them, the stress gets too much or the Mm. illnesses creep in or our mental health and all these things just almost push us to be like, I need to do this a different way. Definitely. The other concern that people are having this year because so much is shifting and changing is a feeling of being feeling lost Mm -hmm. or feeling like uncertain. And so I actually want to tell people and what I'd really love for you to know that there really is no lost on your path, even though it feels that way at times, like you just feel like it's shaky ground or you don't know where you're going or you don't know what decision to make next. And what I would say is that it's really okay because this is just a time for your body, mind and spirit to kind of recalibrate. And it would be a time to kind of go within and ask yourself some of the questions and get, you know, allow your heart, your soul to speak uh, and be heard by you. And then it helps you to become a little bit clearer about where you want to go and what you need to do next. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So I know 2020 has really, it's maybe happening on a global level to kind of awaken us. And I think that if you look back in history, there's been other periods of time that have been other awakenings of things like a world war, for example, makes you see things differently and and behave differently. Well, 2020 for us is this, it is allowing us to look and see things differently. And so we are awakening. I have so much hope for our planet that we are awakening and that we are doing this so that what is now coming forward is kind of maybe the rise of consciousness, the rise of people coming to a place of more and more love. And I know you're not going to see that 100% of the time that you're going to see different things, but I think that that's the truth, Mm -hmm. the underlying truth of why this is happening at this time. Beautiful. That makes me feel hopeful. Yeah, we need it. Well, we're we're in a sustainable direction before. So maybe this is just our collective course correction. A collective course correction. That's a beautiful way to put it. It, We do need a collective course direction. Correction. (laughs) And direction. Yes. Change of direction. Sustainability and love. That's right. So no matter where you're at, I just want you to know that you're perfectly imperfect. And uh, being you and being true to you are who you are is exactly what the world needs. And so don't ever apologize for that. It's so perfect. You came from light. You are light. You're bringing the light. Uh, my dogs are barking. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying yes, too. <laughs> We should probably wrap this up because we've been talking for a long time, Tara. Mm -hmm. But what we would wish for you is that you feel that right now you are enough, that you are amazing just as you are, and that the world needs exactly the light that you bring forward. And so thank you for being you. Mm. Beautiful. A spiritual awakening is not a linear journey. It can be a bumpy ride. If you're questioning if you're on a spiritual awakening path, then you most likely are. If this conversation resonates with you, we wanted to leave you with a few tips to support yourself. Spend time in stillness. 
get quiet with yourself and listen within. Connect with nature and find a place of gentle acceptance for wherever you are on your journey and know that it is okay. You're exactly where you're meant to be. You are perfect, whole, and complete, just as you are. I am so glad that you joined us today. No matter where you are on your journey, we wish you so much understanding, compassion, and gentleness. All of this is a part of your journey, and the ways that you walk your path are your very own as it should be. The more that you are gentle with yourself, the easier the journey will be. I know that there are times that we would wish that more of the world was more awakened as a whole, but don't worry, it's getting there. Try not to worry about others, but rather focus on yourself and what is important to you. As you focus more on what is important to you, spending your valued time doing what you want and with who you want to spend your time with. Be open, be willing to change, willing to forgive, and willing to let go. Wherever you are is perfect. Take a moment to take a nice deep breath in with the intention of pulling in the highest vibrational frequency of light and love energy, releasing long and slow, and releasing what you no longer need. Until next time, only love and light to you, and only love and light from you. For more information about us, you can find Dr. Tara on Instagram at Dr. Tara Drummond. For more information about me, Michelle, you can find me on Instagram at Michelle Morrison Medium. And all other information on my website, thebalancedsoul.com. This podcast is recorded by Tara and Michelle and is edited and produced by Sammy Lucan. Any medical information provided is information only and is not to be used for diagnostic or treatment purposes. This information is not a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or for guidance and treatment of specific medical conditions.